Happy National Ice Cream Month, everyone. This is Greg, and here are the podcast episodes that will be dripping down the side of your hand in the month of July 2022. Don't forget to put a scoop of vanilla next to your slice of cake when Popping Callers celebrates its eighth birthday this month. We're taking a look back at our top 10 most downloaded episodes of the pod while blowing out our candles. I have dug into some smooth musical soft serve on the latest PC Music Diary when I discuss the sultry symphony of Soul Sacrifice by Carlos Santana. Betsy and I continue on our rocky road through the movies of 30 years ago on Going on 30. Next up is an all-time summer favorite, Point Break. Finally, we begin a new journey on The Sacred Six where I chronicle my trip on the Camino de Santiago. I kick things off with a pre-trip conversation with special guest Ryan Parker about what every pilgrim should know before they take their first step and whether I should maybe leave my pint of Ben and Jerry's back home. You're listening to Popping Collars, the podcast Sunday that adds extra sprinkles, extra peanuts, and extra collars popped with a cherry on top. You know what's wrong with 90s kids and teens? We think that our pop culture was better than everybody else's. 90s kids will go to the mat for Jurassic Park, Nirvana, Tupac, X-Files, Pulp Fiction, Toy Story, Wu-Tang, Pearl Jam, Independence Day, on and on and on. You know what's wrong with 90s kids and teens? These things are fine, but let's not kid ourselves. They're not the end-all, be-all of culture. You know what's wrong with 60s kids and teens? The same thing. Although a case can be made for Motown, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Psycho, Janis Joplin, Star Trek, The Graduate, The Beatles. Okay, you know what? These things are pretty good. Let me just get to my point. You know what wasn't the end-all and be-all of 60s culture? Woodstock. You know what else wasn't the end-all and be-all of 90s culture? Woodstock 94? And Woodstock 99. Woodstock was marketed as three days of peace and music. And here's the thing. Woodstock was a long way from peaceful. It was a disaster and a humanitarian crisis. It resulted in assaults, a scarcity of food and hygienic facilities, missing persons and deaths. It was chaos on the side of a New York hill. However, it did have music. That part was true. And as a young, impressionable 90s kid listening to his parents' record collection, you could not convince me that Woodstock wasn't a utopia while listening to this.
know that. That's the San Francisco-based band Santana, led by their lead guitarist Carlos Santana. They're fantastic. Carlos Santana is maybe one of the most spiritual rock stars you'll ever see. Don't believe me? Here's an actual quote. If our history can challenge the next wave of musicians to keep moving and changing, to keep spiritually hungry and horny, that's what it's all about. Or how about this? My job in this life is to give people spiritual ecstasy through music. In my concerts, people cry, laugh, dance. If they climaxed spiritually, I did my job. I did it decently and honestly. You see, Carlos Santana understands something about the spiritual life. It requires humans to be what they are and do what they do. We can deny that. We can be repelled by the thought of that. But what Santana is tapping into here in the song Soul Sacrifice is the groove that makes the spirit sing and also makes the hips swing. that? That's Mike Carabello and Jose Chapito Arias banging on some congos. Fun fact, I'm not really a percussion guy. It's the reason that I'm not really a protest guy. Too many banging drums with those things. But the Latin-infused funk of Santana blended with the soulful wailing of the lead guitar gives this song a steady heartbeat as the soul longs for something outside of the body. Longing, yearning, that's what Carlos Santana is giving you. Your body is safe in the hands of these congas, but your soul is looking for more. And then this happens. that that's mike shreve bringing some chaos into the mix let's go to church for a little bit with a reading from the book of job can you draw out leviathan with a fish hook or press down its tongue with a cord can you put a rope in its nose or pierce its jaw with a hook will it make many supplications to you will it speak soft words to you will it make a covenant with you to be taken as your servant forever will you play with it as with a bird or will you put it on a leash for your girls Will traders bargain over it? Will they divide it up among the merchants? Can you fill its skin with harpoons or its head with fishing spears? Lay hands on it. 
think of the battle, you will not do it again. Any hope of capturing it will be disappointed. We're not even the gods overwhelmed at the sight of it. No one is so fierce as to dare to stir it up. Who can stand before it? Who can confront it and be safe? Under the whole heaven, who? That's God telling Job that he will never be able to control the chaos of this world. That drum solo, that's Mike Shreve letting us know that the chaos is always going to be there. Are you really going to keep going on this spiritual journey in the face of that? Or are you going to go back home where it's safe? Oh, you're going to keep going. No, Okay. That's our man Carlos again. It's at this point in the Woodstock documentary that we keep getting glimpses of a young woman mouth agape taking in the enormity of what's been a seven-minute journey by this point. And something gives way in her expression. Her face goes from awe to joy. A smile forms and widens. Her eyes close. Her body moves. And something is being transformed. And then... best part of the song happens. That's that whole spiritual climax thing that Carlos Santana mentioned before. Greg Rowley takes us to church on the organ. David Brown soars on the bass. The entire band hits the reset button. It's a coming back together. Partners in the midst of a spiritual task. They have been looking for something and have found an answer. Is it the answer? Don't know. Probably doesn't matter. But it's an answer. And together... They go forward into the joy and ecstasy and rage and yearning and love and fear of what lies beyond. And this, this is what I was looking for when I first fired up the Woodstock album 30 years ago. And this is what Santana was looking for 30 years before that. And will this be what the next generation looks for 30 years from now? I don't know. I hope so. Because the 90s weren't that great, and neither were the 60s. And the 2020s haven't had a great start. But soul sacrifice makes me think that the search for greatness will always be a part of the human spirit. And that gives me hope. 
Long is the way and hard. We'll be afraid. Occasionally we'll feel alone. But the hope for what's to come is worth the pursuit. I hope future generations will long and yearn like Santana longed and yearned. I hope there will be more 11-minute epics that make your spirit soar and your body feel totally free. I hope there aren't any more Woodstock festivals. Those are bad ideas. And at the end of the day, I hope in the world to come that our soul, S-O-L-E, sacrifice, is the doubt and fear that holds us back from our true nature. 